Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at today in show 99. The Heartbleed Hype. What you need to know. Hands-on with Oculus and Google Glass. A new take on the good old kettle. Only fools and hitchhikers. Plus iOS Office, Slingbox and Fit Facebook. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. Headline time, starting off with some sad news for Samba customers. The SIM-only data service that launched in 2012 has closed down. The service gave you credit for watching ads, and many used Samba to keep their tablets connected without the cost of a long-term contract. If that's you and you're looking for a replacement, consider Moby Data. Link on our show notes. Next, tired of being limited to just seven days of catch-up TV? Well, the good news is that the BBC iPlayer will switch over to a 30-day catch-up service in the summer. Next, we're seeing lots of interest in Google Chromecast. That's the £30 widget that plugs into your TV's HDMI port and lets you stream video from a choice of online services, smartphones and tablets. Good news for sports fans, as BT Sport is due to launch on Google Chromecast soon. Next, watch out for a new group of apps jumping to market that allow you to spread rumours and gossip. The latest, called Secret, has just made it to the UK and allows you to read secrets from your friends and share your own secrets anonymously. With another service, Fryblind, you can tell your Facebook friends what you really think of them, anonymously. Now is it me or is this all a bit worrying? Got any thoughts? Send us a secret in confidence. TV, Wi-Fi, radar, doorbells, metal detecting, mobile phones, we're surrounded by radio, and Ofcom has released a map of the UK's radio spectrum, and who uses it. If radio's your thing, you'll find it all from 9kHz to 275GHz on the new Ofcom spectrum map, link on our show notes. Here's an interesting idea. A company called Presence Orb got into trouble last year for installing trackers in recycle bins across London that track the smartphone wireless addresses of passers-by. Now they're looking at ways of stores and bars gathering information on how many people are on the premises, again based on signals from smartphones. If implemented, the Facebook 1000 people were here type check-in could become 20 people are here, and you could use your smartphone to decide how busy somewhere was before you went. Clever or 1984 scary? Let us know. Next, according to Ofcom, the average UK broadband speed is now 17 megabits per second, five times faster than this time five years ago. Another report, this one from Uswitch, lists the 50 slowest streets in the UK, with one in Stanfordly Hope in Essex apparently being the worst in England, where it takes 15 hours to download a movie. And finally, may the 4th be with you. The cast of the new Star Wars movie has been announced, and shooting starts soon. It'll hit cinemas in December next year. Director J.J. Abrahams is responsible for the new Star Trek films too, 
which has revitalized the old debate. Who'd win in a firefight, the Federation or the Empire? Prepare the boarding party and set your weapons for stun. They're now locking lasers on us. Lasers? Lasers. <laughs> lasers? Yes, sir. Lasers can't even penetrate our navigation shields, don't they know that? The regulations do call for yellow alert. Hmm. Check out the YouTube clip on our site for the definitive result. Thanks, Pete. For more TV and tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Frequencycast, now loading. Focus. Well, Kelly, Frequencycast show 99. How are you? I'm very good, Pete. How are you? Well, I'm a little tired because you've got me recording at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. And I don't do nine o'clocks on Sunday mornings. I don't think many people do nine o'clocks on Sunday mornings. But you know I'm a hard taskmaster, so you're out of bed. I tell you what, the roads are quiet at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning, aren't they? Yeah, people aren't even out for their bacon butties yet. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Sunday morning or bacon butties. Oh, I want one of those now. What we are here to talk about is Heartbleed, which of course is the big tech story of the moment. Have you been affected? Do you know much about it? I haven't been affected. That you know of? Oh yes, that I'm aware of. Um, But I have seen a lot about it. Obviously, Mumsnet's the key one that kind of went down. It didn't go down. What happened is the CEO's account was hacked, so she was posting things that she shouldn't have been, and oh, it was all a bit messy. But let's just back up a little bit and talk about what Heartbleed is. It's, It's sort of a bug. What's weird is it's got its own logo and website. Well, surely it's just a simple change of password like everything else, no? No, it's worse than that. Let me explain what it is. Uh, It's an open SSL bug that uh, affects the uh, TLS. One of those. Exactly. Yeah, you know how to fix that yourself, don't you? So it's actually the transport layer security, the bit that deals with secure communication between a computer and a computer server. And there's an exploitation that was discovered right at the beginning of April, but it went public. If you use this exploit, you can log on to a website and extract usernames and passwords, and it's invisible to the server. So you can't tell that you've been hacked. Well, that's not good. And it affects about something like 17 or 18% of all of the computers on the internet, all the servers on the net, which is something in the order of half a million servers vulnerable to this. Now, a lot of them are patching it, and most of them have been patched now, but the exploit was out there, so there is a risk that some of these servers have had password information already stolen. Have you been affected? Well, this is the thing, is you don't know. What you have to look at is a list of all the services that you use and whether they were potentially affected or not. So none of these companies are saying, hey, yeah, we were definitely affected. But what they're saying is we were using a bugged version, so could have been affected, so it's in your advantage to change your password anyway. The amount of things you use on the internet to actually go through and check everything individually, well, I guess everyone should just change their password. Yeah, but I don't know about you, I've got about 100 things I've signed up to over the last 10 years, and I don't really want to trawl through 100 websites and and change it. But it's some of the names of the companies that may have been affected that's a bit of a concern. Now, you mentioned Mumsnet, that was the one that got in the papers, but the companies that are advising that you change your passwords are Amazon Web Services, which is quite an important one, Pinterest, which I know is one you use. 
It is indeed. And Dropbox. Dropbox has been potentially affected. Google, which of course is, you know, Gmail and YouTube as well uh, with them. Uh, then Yahoo, Flickr, Netflix, SoundCloud, SourceForge and Wikipedia. So if you've got usernames and passwords with any of them, you want to think about changing them just in case. Well, I think that's the majority then of the country. There's a fair number affected, so it's it's a tricky one. This is actually being billed as potentially the worst security problem that the internet has had. And uh, it doesn't just affect servers either, it can affect computers. The worrying one is people with Android phones. The Android 4.1.1 operating system, Jellybean, there's 50 million of those and they've got the bug. Marvellous. As an Android user, that is exactly what I wanted to hear. Thank you very much. So it's worth checking up on this, heartbleed.com. Do do your research and have a look. What I found as a result of doing this, though, is changing your passwords does make sense. And I'm looking at a service called LastPass, which is rather good. What it does is it sits on your computer and it manages all your passwords for you. So you go through and change all your passwords. You don't have to remember them again. LastPass will remember them for you. There's a few of these out there. LastPass I'm playing with. There's also one called KeyPass and 1Password. And it does take the hassle out of remembering and changing your passwords. And this LastPass looks at who you've got accounts with and recommends whether or not you may need to change them because of Heartbleed. So it gives you a bit of a prompt. But what if they get hit by Heartbleed? Well, it's funny you say that. LastPass were potentially affected. (laughs) However, because of the encryption that they use and the fact that your passwords aren't stored on their machine, they're stored on your machine, even if the the transport was affected, the data wasn't, so they're still secure. You may have got yourself out of that one. Well done. Straight after the show, we're changing passwords, right? Yeah, and that's going to be my Sunday ruined. Right, we've just had a quick tea break. And uh, you made me a lovely cup of tea. Thank you for that. That's okay. I always do. What high-tech product did you use to make the tea? A kettle. Now, I have discovered the improvement to the kettle that should have been done yonks ago. Kettles, as you probably know, they're very thirsty power-wise. And there's all this thing about, you know, you boil too much water and how much you spend a year boiling the kettle and... You know, you should only put the right amount of water in to be environmentally friendly and everything else. I discovered a product that I'm amazed hasn't been invented yet. Uh, no. When I tell you, you'll kick yourself. You know the thermos flask? Oh, don't be ridiculous. Think about it. You boil your kettle and the water stays hot in the kettle. Yeah, but it won't. Not for that long. Even in a thermos flask, it doesn't last for that long. It's not the point. It's the fact that the water at least stays warm so when you do reboil it it's halfway there already surely we should just be done with kettles and all install in a hot tap well there's those tea fowl things that do you know water on demand but let's face it we all let it boil and then we let the remainder of the hot water just sit there and slowly go cold why not keep it warm because you're unlikely to have a second cup i am no pete i think this is silly i think it is the most obvious product that should have been around for a long time it's just an insulated flask that you boil but it won't keep it hot enough for you to make your next batch of tea well this one will this will keep water hot to 80 degrees c for two hours or 65 degrees c for four hours and even if it may not be you know after four hours it's not hot enough to make a really piping hot cup of tea 
at least you're halfway there and you don't have to reboil from cold to hot again. I don't know that I believe you. Seriously, this is a brilliant idea. It's the Vectra vacuum kettle. It's the world's first thermally insulated kettle. Very energy efficient. And the other thing is the body of the kettle doesn't get hot. So you don't get a hot kettle to worry about touching. That works. I can understand that. And they've done the maths on this. Three kilowatt kettle, which is your standard type of kettle, would cost you, by their calculations, £3.58 a month to make however many cups of tea they're talking about. With one of these Vectras, we're talking £1.61, so it's a pretty good saving over the course of a month. I think it's quite pointless. Someone please get on the Facebook or the Twitter and tell me I'm right. This is just something that should have been invented years ago and it's finally out. I don't believe that people are in their houses enough to warrant keeping water warm for God knows how many cups of tea for four hours. Well, you're weird. I'm drinking tea all the time. And talking of that, uh, my cup's empty. Any chance of a fresh one? (laughs) Not a chance. We're now going to talk about Facebook. Now, you're an avid Facebook person, aren't you? I am, yes. They've been buying companies again. You remember who they bought recently? They keep buying everybody. They bought WhatsApp. They bought Oculus. Oculus, of course, the uh, virtual reality headset. That we'll come on to later because we had a go at that gadget show live, didn't we? We did indeed. But they've bought somebody else. They've bought a, uh, a small company, I must admit, I'd never heard of, called Protogeo. Have you come across them? I've not come across them. Okay, fitness tracking, you know, the Fitbits and the Fitbugs and all the rest of it. They have an app for smartphones that does your calorie and your steps. And Facebook has acquired them. So guess what will be coming to Facebook soon? Oh, it's soon going to be our fitness gadgets loaded up onto Facebook, is it? I think it is. I think your Facebook status will be, I've walked X number of steps and burnt off X number of calories. That's clearly where Facebook's thinking about uh, going, which would be uh, interesting. Will it also do an alert of, I'm a lazy bum, (laughs) I'm a lazy bum if I haven't done anything? In a funny sort of way, if you are looking to lose a few pounds, I guess telling your social network how you're getting on might either embarrass you into doing more or be a good way of you know getting a bit of support and praise but I'm not convinced I like the idea myself. I think Facebook is starting to take too much and it's unnecessary. I mean I don't know if you've also seen that they are trying to acquire a new payment system like PayPal so you can start paying your friends to kind of get rid of the whole online banking to an extent as well but it starts to become unnecessary you put everything into that one system what happens if that goes bust or gets uh, heart bleeded well exactly and then you've literally got everything there haven't you your fitness data your bank details like all of your personal data where you are i mean it's it's too much i tell you what shall we uh, switch back to myspace Oh, that might be a bit much. Or what about Friends Reunited? Remember them? Oh my God, Friends Reunited. Do you remember Bebo? Bebo was the the one before MySpace, I'm sure. But Friends Reunited was where it all started. I think I've still got an account with them. That's so funny. I wonder if people actually still sign up to that. If you do, let us know and uh, we'll be your friend on Friends Reunited. Yes, absolutely. So, Kelly, last month we were up in Birmingham, weren't we? Did you have fun? I had an absolutely fantastic time. And over 20 of our listeners won a couple of pairs of tickets to go along. A couple of them even took the time to say thanks. Uh, Kelly? 
Yes, they did. Amanda Goldston got in touch and said, thank you so much for the free tickets. We went today and we had a fabulous time. Excellent. Nice one. And uh, Kevin Hopwood got in touch. Yep, he said, I just want to thank you for my free tickets to the Gadget Show Live. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had, even though my person of choice was my wife, who I must admit is seven months pregnant. Poor, poor woman. He goes on to say, but she enjoyed it also. One thing I liked was the Bluetooth-enabled LED light bulb, which has inbuilt speakers and was controlled via an app, and the bulb could also wake you up with an inbuilt alarm clock. Yeah, you weren't overly impressed with that, were you? I was quite impressed with that, but it wasn't one that tickled you, was it? I don't think alarms generally tickle me at all. (laughs) Kevin also goes on to say one thing that he didn't like was the fact that there was nothing related to the raspberry pie. Did you see a pie anywhere? I didn't see a pie anywhere. Well, lunchtime, but I don't think that counts. (laughs) Uh, Also, he wanted to know why there were so many wireless mobile phone chargers. Yeah, there were quite a lot of those. He says it seemed like every stall had one. Yeah, phone charging cases and charging solutions. Quite a lot of those there, weren't there? To be honest, though, it's the kind of season for it. Festival season starts, everybody's out and about in the summer, so it's probably just a timing thing. I guess so. But we had fun, and uh, we got to try some cutting-edge stuff, didn't we? We tried Oculus that we mentioned earlier, the new Facebook acquisition. Well, that was quite an experience, a bit much for me. I think I felt a little bit nauseous afterwards. And let's take a listen to find out what happened. I'm on a roller coaster. I'm quite scared of heights anyway, so I wasn't really ready for the drop. And it does feel like you're actually on it. So what happens if you look behind you and up and down? I don't, I don't want to look behind me right now, but, but um, honestly, I feel like I'm at Alton Towers. Pete, I can't describe it any more than that. I'm actually a little bit petrified. What's weird is you're actually slightly swaying with the motion here, so you're really taking this in. <laughs> I don't know whether it's because I'm sat down as well, but I actually do feel a little bit scared. At the moment, I'm going up a roller coaster. So, oh, 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 okay. Now, you see, you had this right. When you were doing this, you were sitting down. I'm getting a bit wobbly here. Okay, I might need to hang on to something here. Wow, this is surprisingly realistic. Okay, I'm about to drop. This isn't good. If I fall over, Kelly, will you catch me? I'm just going to say, you laughed at me when I was looking a bit wobbly. That is. You can literally tilt your head, look behind you, the full 360 experience. It's not HD vision, but it is... Oh, my goodness me. Okay, this is very, very clever. Am I tilting, or is it just my imagination? No, you are tilting. (laughs) You are very definitely tilting. I'm I'm trying very hard not to laugh at you right now. So there you go. You found your feet after that one, though, didn't you? Oh, just a bit, but I did spend about an hour feeling quite sick. We also had to go on Google Glass, those lovely headsets with a little display. Uh, there's not many of them in the country, and we were fortunate to get a little go on them. So uh, let's have a listen. We've been playing around with Google Glass. How awesome. So for the first time, I've worn a Google Glass headset, and so have you. And you've said the magic words, OK Glass, and it's all worked, hasn't it? It has. I have to say, I was absolutely rubbish at the games that they had on offer, but it did all work quite well. It's actually not bad. The screen is actually pretty readable, isn't it? You have to sort of nod your head to get the... uh, the menu to engage but it's speech recognition so you can say okay glass take a photo or okay glass play a game impressed i am quite impressed i have to say actually for something so minimal it's very effective i can see myself getting a pair of those of course you can i quite fancy a pair myself actually well neil that's awesome our first time with google glass how's the demos going today it's been fantastic lots of people uh, everyone's enjoying it 
you've had probably the largest queue of any exhibition here today I would have thought yeah yeah it's been uh, it's been a real pleasure to show people around and just remind me we've been playing games and taking photos with Google Glass what else can you do with one of these so you've got email messaging playing games taking photos recording videos and of course uploading all of that to social media there's also a pretty cool feature where you can look at any sign handwritten or typed in any language and it translates into English for you Awesome. Sadly not on sale here at the Gadget Show. Unfortunately not. So how come you guys at Tactus have got some of these so early? Our CEO is tech mad and he's always out in America and he picks up the latest gear. If we're back here this time next year, maybe you'll have something else exciting for us. Absolutely. Thanks to the team at Tactus at Gadget Show Live 2014 for showing us the Oculus Rift and, of course, Google Glass. And you can find out more about Tactus and their range of protective iPad cases at www.tactus.com. Kelly, are you a Fools and Horses fan by any chance? I don't think there's many people in this country that aren't. Well, I met one of the, uh, the stars the other day. Oh, go on. Who did you meet? Well, let me play this and you'll find out. Hi, this is uh, John Chalice, a boise who may know me better as from Only Fools and Horses. And you're listening to Frequency Cast, the UK's technology radio show, you lucky people. <laughs> there you go, Mr. Boise himself. I'm so jealous. You end up meeting all of these people. You never give me a call then. You give me a call for all of these other random things. But you never give me a call for the fun stuff like that. I did manage to catch up with him and ask him a techie question for you, though. You're a big Twitter fan, yeah? Yes, I am indeed. It's nice to catch up with a celeb and find out how they use Twitter. Well, yeah, absolutely. What did he say? It's something I, I, I never thought I'd do, you know, it's one of the, a bit of a technophobe, really. Um, but having written these books, um, people said you've got to get on Twitter because that's a very good way to, to get it out there, get the information out there, you see, particularly if you've published it yourself. So, uh, so that's something I wanted to do. Um, and I've got used to it. And uh, people, are, for the most part, have been very, 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 very good, you know. Um, and, it, and it's, it's great fun, you know, and you hook up with people from all over the world. Suddenly you find yourself talking to somebody in America or Yugoslavia. We're very big in the Balkans, only fools and horses, you know. So there's a lot of, lot of stuff coming backwards and forwards from there. Um, and, and also friends, people I haven't seen uh, for ages are sort of suddenly popping up. Um, and it's, it's, it's just a, it's a great sort of way to meet people and, and, and uh, as long as it's not abused you know not I've been pretty lucky so far if you're interested in John's life and the character of Boise he's written two books well it's, it's my story really it's a story from day one um, when I was a kid and going through school and uh, how I became an actor so, and I started exploring why I became an actor too which is quite an interesting thing I think which you think it's a weird thing to do isn't it so swan around in colourful clothes, projecting a voice all over the place, pretending to be other people. It's very odd, isn't it? You know, and here I am, uh, the age I am, still doing it and still still enjoying it. So uh, I, I sort of explored all that. And, of course, it leads up to to Only Fools and how I got there. But lots of adventures along the way and uh, lots of stories about being in the series, you know, because of all sorts of things. And, and the spin-off for The Green Green Grass and how lucky I was to be able to do that. So the, um, the biography's in two parts, Being Boise and Boise and Beyond. Of course, I've actually heard your voice doing something else recently, the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That was a little different, I guess. Oh, it certainly was, yes. I, it was something, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide was something that um, 
I have to admit, sort of rather passed me by when it came out. Um, I was I was asked to do something on the radio version of it by a good friend of mine, Dirk Mags, and uh, you know that was fun. I, I did I think I did a couple of three uh, little parts uh, on it, and uh, then the stage show came together, and um, a lot of it was due to to Dirk, you know, who who always loved the show. I thought it would make a great live show, and he was absolutely right. And he had a live band on stage, and. Uh, fantastic light effects and so on. But then he asked me to sort of be a guest voice of the book and he had sort of several people doing it, so you know, which was, um, which was very flattering. And so I had to sort of get to know it a bit better. But to see, to meet the people afterwards who, who are fans of it and know it back to front, you know, and meet them a quite different um, set of uh, fans than we have for Only Fools and Horses. And I was compared to uh, the original Peter Jones and, uh, and all sorts of other people. And, I was considered to have done quite a good job. <laughs> so, I think you did very well. We were all obviously watching for you to uh, slip up yeah. on any of the weird planet pronunciations yes, or yes, Magrathea or whatever. Magrathea, that's right. And there, was, there were a couple of others, I can't remember them now, that were quite difficult to get your tongue around. But it was, it was great to work with so many uh, original members of the cast too. Thanks very much to John Chalice there for having a natter. And there's some pictures of him at an exhibition that we were at recently up on our website. Right, Kelly, time for interaction, and we're getting ever closer to show 100. We are! Frequency cast, now loading. Interaction. Time for your questions and comments. And the first one we've got is from George Waterhouse. He asked us a fairly complicated question about the Slingbox, which is that box that lets you take remote control of your TV over the internet. It looks like Slingbox isn't the answer for George, but we're hoping somebody out there might be able to help. Kelly, can you just read uh, George's mail for me? I'll certainly try my best. He says, I would want to install multiple devices into offices globally and use them to remotely control televisions. I would need to switch the television on off and if required, navigate to the source menu and change the input. Also, is it possible to load the Slingbox with some content of my own, then using the remote web interface, turn the TV on and then stream content from the Slingbox back to the TV? Well, no small list of requirements there from George. And if you can think of anything that will do the job, uh, let us know. I'm trying to work out exactly what he's trying to do there, but uh, hopefully somebody out there can help uh, get in touch if you can. Uh, next, we heard from Julie, or Eurobuff as she's known online. She says, I've just listened to show 98 where you mentioned you can now get Microsoft Office for free on Android and iOS. I took a look at this on my iPad and found that although a 365 account is technically free, you can't create or edit a document unless you pay £79.95 per year subscription. For someone like myself who has Office 2010 on my PC, I think this is an extortionate extra amount to pay. Well, Julie, that's Microsoft for you, isn't it? It's exactly the same as having uh, versions of Office on laptops and PCs. You tend to pay multiple times for it. Uh, what I would say is that there are some alternatives if you don't want to go down that route. Uh, there's Quick Office or Share File Quick Edit, which are free alternatives and will let you edit and create Word, Excel and PowerPoint without a subscription. There's also a newcomer called Hop2, which handles Word and Excel editing, uh, but only playback of PowerPoint, not creation. All of them available for free on iTunes and uh, certainly a little bit cheaper. Yes, and Julie goes on to say, changing the subject completely about ideas for show 100. I think it would be a good idea to go back to the time when the first show was made and see what technology did or didn't exist and see how the world has changed. 
you know, they probably didn't have the internet when we started doing frequency cast. Uh, <laughs> Not a bad idea. So, yes, maybe we uh, rewind the clock to 2006 when we launched and see what the world was like. What do you reckon? Oh, my gosh. Even remembering back to 2006, that is going to be some change. That's probably when I last changed my passwords. Oh, God. Don't start telling everybody that. Good idea. Okay, and uh, next month, of course, is the big 100. Next, we heard from Stuart Colligan. Yes, he says, I'd like to bring to the attention of your listeners Twit TV. This follows on from an inquiry from one of your listeners in the last show regarding home theatre audio video products. The latest programme with Scott Wilkinson, Show 200, is quite interesting. Hope you do not mind me sending this info to you. I do enjoy Frequency Cast Show very much. Yeah, Twit is a brilliant podcast. It's The Week in Tech is what it stands for. Uh, they also do an amateur radio podcast under the Twit banner called Ham Nation. And we were on it a little while ago, weren't we, Kelly? Do you remember that? Yes, we were indeed. So uh, let's share the love and go over to twit.tv to find out more. And uh, finally for the show, we heard from Nicholas Skippings. Yes, he says, Hi, Kelly and Pete. Do you know if there are any plans to add British Eurosport 2 to Sky Go? Well, funnily enough, British Eurosport 2 is actually on SkyGo already, but only on a PC, not on a tablet or a smartphone. And we think it's to do with rights issues. How disappointing. Hopefully coming soon. You never know. There you go. So that's it. That's the feedback to this show. And uh, if you've got any comments or suggestions or complaints that you'd like to pass our way, here's how to get in touch. You can call us and leave us a voicemail. The number is 0208 133 4567. Or you can send us a little text on 07882 043 521. Or, of course, you can send us an email via the Contact Us button on our site. Well, Kelly, we made it through, even though it is ridiculously early on a Sunday morning. I know, but some of our listeners are also up. Indeed, I put out a little tweet saying we were about to start recording, and who got in touch? We've heard from Hornchurch Life. Nigel Birch, who says hello, Matthew Horspool, who's also up, Dennis Thomas and Dean Rogers. Oh, a special hello to Dean, who told me some rather interesting gossip about digital TV that I'm not allowed to talk about. But uh, that's a story for another day. So you're all up as well on a Sunday morning. Thank you very much. I'm off back to bed. Oh, me too. We'll see you for the big one zero zero. Oh, I'm very excited. Frequency cast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast.